0: amen amen worship team thank you so much for leading us into the presence of god love that new song and the new edition of our worship team our guest speaker on the drums this morning so awesome so many gifts well for those of you who are newer Reverend Peter D'Arruda, he's just an amazing, amazing man of God. He is the president of NYSEM, which is the New York School of Urban Ministry, and God is moving in New York, and I know he's going to share some updates with what God is doing there. But we are so thankful for his ministry. He is a humble servant. I know every time that he's come, it's been a word in season, and I know he must be excited because the New York Yankees are in first place in the Major League Baseball, so we just want to encourage you with that. Red Sox fans, we're sorry, but that's all right. But can you guys give a nice, loud welcome for Reverend Peter DeRoot as he comes to share the word of God? Amen, come on, Church
1: of God, come on, stand to your feet. Let's give God some praise in this house, come on. Oh, you can do better than that. I've heard you at Fenway Park. I've heard you and seen you at Yankee Stadium. This is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Great I Am, hallelujah. We got some African brethren in this house and they worship, come on. Come on, Jesus, he's worthy. Hallelujah, lift up both hands right now. Father, today, we thank you, Lord, only you can enable us to lift up our hands. So we lift them up today, Lord, as an act of honoring you, saying, God, it's all you and nothing of us. We're not all that, but you're all that. We thank you that you woke us up this morning. You set us upon a path in the middle of this still pandemic up and down. We pray today, vaccinate us with the word of the Lord today. God, that we will be bulletproof by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, at this hour, Lord, there are those that have come in with many needs. But God, we thank you that you're bigger than all our needs. You're bigger than every problem. You are the counselor. You're the mighty God. You're the everlasting Father. You're the Prince of Peace. You're the great physician. You're our psychiatrist. You're our psychologist. Oh, you're our marriage counselor, Jesus. You're our everything. You're the Rose of Sharon, the great I Am. We worship you. Come on, give him praise one more time. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Hallelujah. Praise his name. Before you seated, just turn to somebody, give them a high five, tell them God is in the house. Praise the Lord. Now, now it's just so good to be back here at, at Victory. Um, uh, Pastor Rich and others were saying that I was here. I didn't bring the pandemic, just want to let you know that. I didn't know what Pastor Rich was saying there. He giving me a subliminal message here. But uh, by the grace of God, we are here by the grace of God. Just tell your neighbor you are here by the grace of Almighty God, amen? Well, uh, we are so honored to be here today, and my wife Darlene sends her love and greetings. We are well. Uh, our ministry was shut down just like every other school, college, uh, institution, church. We were closed for a while, and then we opened up, and and uh, God has helped us. And uh, last year was uh, very sparse. The year before, it was like a ghost town. It was like you know, it was, so, it, was, it was surreal, wasn't it? It's surreal. You, you, you come into the church and no one's here. You're saying, did the rapture occur? No, you don't want to go there. Okay, <laughs> no, don't want to go there. You know what that means. Anyway, so God has helped us and we have, we have hundreds of people at Nysum. Already we just had a big group uh, Faith Assembly of God Church and uh, from Orlando, Florida. I mean, these young people came fired up and we had another team from Oklahoma City and another team from uh, Gaffney, First Baptist of Gaffney, Gaffney of South Carolina from the deep South. And uh, we're doing, I was doing a debrief with them just uh, before they left, a debrief to talk about their experience at Nisim. And different ones were uh, standing up and sharing about what, how God had met them. And then to my left, there was this young lady, she's somewhere around maybe 35, 38, and um, she raises her hand. Um, nice looking young lady and you know very very quiet and so on and she just raised her hand she says "Uh, I was out on the food truck last night and uh, she come to find out she's a single mom she has uh, one I think is around uh, 12 or 13 years of age and another one is around eight or nine and here she is uh, she uh, works for um, a, a freight company and And she actually told me afterwards, she canceled the trip, and then God got a hold of her and said, no, you need to come on this trip. And she said, last night, for the very first time in my life, I led somebody to Jesus. And she is walking on water. She's walking on clouds. And I want to thank this church today because it's your missions giving that's enabling this food truck to go out all over the city of New York. I mean, it's so, it's so booked with pastors and churches, we have to put pe- pastors on a waiting list right now. I mean, it's amazing because what we do is we just don't blitz the city, but we come alongside local pastors and churches, and we stand with them. It's so we could say today, by the grace of God, it's all good in the hood. Amen. Amen. <laughs> So out in the foyer, uh, before you leave, there's a a table and I'd like you to go by. Um, We have some pens. You can feel free to take them and write out your check, million spells, M-I-L, anyway. And you can feel free to take that uh, pen. you know, I I always bring some lifesavers and so on. Pastor Maureen was very generous. She took about a fifty-gallon bucket anyway and, and put the whole thing there. So take some of those and bless somebody. There's some information about our ministry. I believe there's a team coming at the end of this month that's coming to Nysom. Where are you? Come on. Who, who are the people? Who are the people that are going to Nysom? Come on. Oh, oh, everybody say those that are coming. To, those that are coming to Nysom. God bless you. Do, we have, do you have any more room on the team? Okay. How many, by the way, have never been to our ministry in New York City called NISOM? Let me see your hand. Pastor Maureen, there's fresh meat in the house. <laughs> Praise God. I knew God was going to move by his spirit today somehow. So please, you need to sign up. Get there. Be, be there or be square. I mean, you don't want to... You Listen, this young lady from South Carolina... She's around 35, 38, never led anybody to Jesus. And she said at the end of our debrief, I know what God's called me to do, to be in evangelism. That's what God's called him to do, to work in evangelism and serve. Maybe you'll find your spiritual gift of what God wants you to do. And the whole purpose of of Nisum is not only to to minister in the city, but you learn your calling. You learn what God has called you to do. You learn what lane God has you in. So that when, when you come back to this church, Uh, I saw that wonderful construction happening and so on, and pastors all excited, you know, we're gonna move out this wall and uh, expand the kitchen. Why are we expanding the kitchen? So we can feed and bless and minister more to people. So you come to New York City, you come to the school of training to send you back to reclaim Providence and East Providence by the grace of God, amen? Can we get an amen? Can we get a hand clap for the Lord today? So there's other outreaches, Um, Pastor Maureen, you're coming, I understand, for Christmas and uh, people come in on Friday afternoon, we have a training meeting, we go and minister to the homeless with our food truck and vans and then Saturday during the day again out in outreach and um, you know Christmas is a great time to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, because I don't care if you're a saint or a sinner, everybody has Christmas on their mind. And then on Saturday night, what we do is we go out around the Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center after that training meeting, and we sing Christmas carols. And that place is filled with about a half a million people and you see some of these gentlemen you know they're a little staunch and so on they got their three-piece suit on and and then his wife has a fifty thousand dollar mink coat and she's walking around coming out of a, a broadway show and we start singing silent night and tears start streaming down this woman's seen it how many times over and over and then the crowd begins to start singing with us and then we break up and do one-on-one evangelism we give out about three thousand toys to inner city kids in city shelters what a great gift you know the greatest gift that we could give to god is the gift of our life the gift of ourselves the gift of our time are you with me today come on give god praise one more time So this is, this is, I didn't come for an infomercial. I have a word for you today, and I'd like you to turn with me in your Bibles to page 1,000. 1 <laughs> Corinthians 15. I always appreciate uh, this church. You support our ministry monthly and also various projects. Uh, we covet your prayers because... Um, uh, with our food truck, I mean gasoline. Oh Jesus! I think I'm going to turn a little Amish. <laughs> but uh, uh, the, the guys just the other day, I said, "How are things with the with the, with the food truck?" And just to fill the food truck, that lasts about a week, about two hundred and fifty dollars. Wow. It used to be like a hundred. Now it's two fifty. So we're trusting the Lord. We have so many people coming in, and they just told me the other day, uh, a few weeks ago, we ran out of beds, so we just purchased 25 uh, uh, therapeutic beds. I knew, Pastor Maureen, you were coming, so i got to make sure you're in one of those new beds. You want to stand with us and so on and comforters. And then next month, we are going in August, we call it Awesome August Backpack. We're giving out over 1,000 backpacks to inner city kids in Coney Island in the South Bronx. You know, the worst thing for a, a child is to go back to school. I mean, kids are relentless, aren't they? I mean, most of, our, most of our counseling sessions are because something happened when I was five or 10 or 15. Oh, come on, it's getting quiet in here. You know, you're getting all religious here. Don't get all sanctimonious. Come on, this is real. Are you with me today? And, and, and these kids go back to school with a, with a, with a hand-me-down backpack or it's all ripped and tattered. And they're getting a new backpack, not from some thug, not some, from some drug dealer. It's the church of Jesus. We're working with inner city churches. If you'd like to partner with us, you can go online and, and uh, be part of it. Well, 1 Corinthians, this is what it says. 1 Corinthians. First Corinthians, we use these verses in chapter 15. Usually this these verses are used at a funeral service. Isn't that right, Pastor? And uh, guess what? There is a funeral service today because we're going to put to the grave doubt and despair and depression and distraction. All those Ds. That, I got enough D's in my life when I was growing up in school, but I'm, I'm cashing in. We're going to have a funeral service today. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today in, in the sight of God to lay this stuff at the feet of God. And we're going to put it in the grave once and for all by the grace of God never to come back. So Paul the Apostle, he writes this this, uh, this uh, um, book to the Corinthian church. And this Corinthian church, I mean, it, 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 it had a few issues about marriage and singleness and, and gifts of the spirit. and I mean, it, it really had, had some, some challenges. And so 1 Corinthians 15, this is what it says in verse 55. Oh death, where is your sting? O oh, grave, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But, oh, the buts in the Bible, hallelujah. Verse 57, but, say it with me, Buts. But. Say it to your neighbor, Buts. But. Now wake up your other neighbor, say buts. But. Thanks be to God which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Doesn't God give us the victory? I said, doesn't God give us the victory? How? Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Verse 58, therefore, my beloved brethren. This is what he says. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. May God add his blessing on the word. So I'm sitting in my office and on on a weekend, this was a a, a few years ago, and so I come down to our dining room, it's a weekend outreach, and uh, uh, we have uh, teams and so on and um so i'm sitting at the dining room and we're eating and fellowshipping with our guests that are there places packed out dining room maybe around this size and all of a sudden this sister comes and taps me on the shoulder and she has this she has this coffee cup and uh she she goes like this and, and i'm i'm like yes I, I i see that cup you may put your hand down you know <laughs> And, and and now she goes like. Then she she goes like this first. Then she goes like this because I was sort of like deer in, in the headlights. I wasn't getting the picture. And so I looked down. She says, Pastor, she says, I have had an awesome weekend. God has met me. It's powerful. I've been out in the streets. God's wrecked my life. And she's going on and on. My life is totally changed by God. But she says, Pastor, I have to be honest with you. This is the weakest coffee I've ever had in my entire life. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Listen, you could be a prophet. You can be an apostle, you could be a bishop, you could be a prophet. you could be an elder, you can be saved for 50 years. But listen, Bubba, if you have bad coffee, you're going to have more than just a bad hair day. They're going to run you out of town. Like somebody said, just give me the coffee and no one will get hurt, right? Am I, am I right or am I right? I don't care how spiritual you are, we're still a little bit in this flesh. And I'm like, oh, sister, I'm so sorry, you know. And I went to my wife, and oh, yeah, well, we don't know, you know, this, this is, I said, okay. I said, well, just, you know, listen, you just have to lay hands upon it. That's all you can do. Just have to lay hands on it, and if God can turn the water into wine, he can turn this uh, watered-down coffee into Holy Ghost Bustelo. <laughs> you know what Bustelo is? Spanish coffee that when you drink that, you ain't got to sleep for the next six months. <laughs> So if we have any, we have any college students here. Anybody going to college? Listen, if you need to do a paper or or uh, you need to do some study or something, get that boostello. I say that everywhere. I should get sort of a commission for it anyway. And um, so I said, sister, all we can do is just hold steady. So we'll get it. We'll get it fixed. And um, if you're like, you know, I'm sort of a laid-back person, but if you're a little bit like me sort of an A personality, you're like, oh my goodness. And so I I called first thing Monday morning and I called the company. I said, listen, dude, you got to get over here, right? Well, you know, I said, no, 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 not well. Listen, if you don't throw this out, I'm throwing it out. uh, And uh, we're going to give it the left foot of fellowship. We'll get another event. We have to listen. If you don't get over here, stat, there's got to be riots at Nicems. Okay, okay, let me get back to you. I'll see what I can do. I can't do it. I, I got I to send my specialized tech. He's the only one that can fix it. Really? And uh, yeah, 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 it seems like it's a complicated situation. I said, yeah, we're complicated people. But anyway, come on over. Calls me back about an hour. He said, he'll be there at 2 o'clock on the dot. I said, okay. So I, I, because of who I am and how <laughs> Pastor no, Maureen knows how I'm wired, I'm there at quarter to two. You know, I'm looking, looking, looking. He comes in at 2 Oh, thank you. Thank God, Bubba, you arrived. Come right in. Okay. I, I, excuse me. I said, you're coming in with just your little repair kit. Where's the new machine? He said, no, no. I said, brother, you don't understand. Read my lips. Thus saith the Lord. Throw that in El garbage and bring El new one in here. No, 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 pastor. You don't, hold, hold steady. Hold steady. I can okay, okay. So I'm gonna humor this guy and, and, and I open the machine up and I'm looking, he's looking there and I'm breathing. I'm like this, you know? and uh, do this what about that and and so so finally the man is so kind he says pastor don't they need you in your office for like a, a little while you know now you know how to pray for my wife and my staff easy pastor maureen so i said oh he says listen i'll call you back in about an hour i'll give you the report i said okay so i walk out Yea, thus saith the Lord. He would say, throw it out and get a new one. Okay, anyway. So I'm doing some office work and so on. He calls me about an hour and a half later. Pastor, hallelujah. I mean, I got good news for you. I'm like, oh, praise God. I come down and I'm all excited until I go in and I see the same machine. <laughs> I said, dude, what, what, what is your problem? Let me, let, me, let me write it in English, Spanish, Portuguese, you know, whatever, what, what language you? Oh, let me put. No, no, no. He, he so so he goes like this. He says, he says, come, come a little closer. I said, okay. So I get close and put the put the cup underneath and press the button. I'm telling you, it was like Juan Valdez just showed up in that machine. I felt like I was in Mexico. I felt like I could hear those beans grinding. And the whole dining room about this size, the whole place began to smell like I was in a coffee factory, either in Africa or in Mexico. I mean, oh my goodness, what did you do? He said, brother, he said, I didn't need to throw out the machine. I said, but what did you do? He said, this is what I had to do. I had to recalibrate the machine. And my word to you today, those that are online, for the church of Jesus Christ in the middle of this pandemic, when it seems like all hell is broken loose, where people don't know their way, what are we doing? Should I be in church, out of church, vaccine, not vaccine? Should I wear a mask, not wear a mask, bubble wrap myself, bubble wrap my dog? What am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to serve God? Church of Jesus Christ, God has called me to, do, to let you know today. He has one message and one word for you today, and that is not give up on God, but he wants to recalibrate your life. Yes. Recalibrate your mind. Recalibrate your purpose. Recalibrate your marriage. Some of us have given up on God. Some of us have given up on our marriage. We're in church, but really, God, can you really do it? Is it really possible? And I was talking to the sales rep. And the sales rep says, listen, I'm a sales rep, but in order for that machine to come back to its original purpose, I have to, I have to send a specialist that he is the only person that knows how to recalibrate. I have news for you today. Jesus, and let God begin to recalibrate our thinking, recalibrate our believing, recalibrate our seeing. Oh God, in the middle, when all hell breaks loose, I thank you today because Jesus, the Bible says, he went to hell and he took the keys of hell and death right out of the jaws of the enemy. And now I have life and more abundance. Come on, why don't we give God praise right now? (laughs) Hallelujah. Just say to yourself, God, recalibrate me today. Just say to your neighbor, God wants to recalibrate you, brother. Come on, say it to him right now. Encourage one another. Provoke one another right now. Brother and sister, God wants to recalibrate you right now. You think, well, you know, I'm going to get the perfect church, the perfect pastor, the perfect wife, the perfect husband. Are you kidding me? Jesus is the only one. And let God God recalibrate your life. You don't need another woman. You don't need another man. You don't need another job. What we need to say today, because I was thinking, well, why don't we just get rid of this and get another one and this and that? And the devil says, you're nothing. You're a loser. You got messed up. You're not even ministry material. Who do you think you are? Maybe even the enemy is saying, you shouldn't even be, you're not worthy to come even into this church today. And maybe somebody is online and and you're saying, and the enemy is saying, you're not even worthy to get online because of what you did. Let God recalibrate you today. Come on, give it one more time for the Lord. The word recalibrate, this is what it says, definition. It says systems gradually drift off course so that the navigator periodically needs a fresh point of reference to recalibrate the navigation system. What about your navigation system in the middle of this pandemic? The pandemic is still with us. I must tell you today that there's a greater pandemic than Delta, the Delta virus. Now we, have, we had, uh, we had uh, COVID-19, now we have COVID-20, COVID-21, COVID 31, COVID 41. Let me tell you, I love what the songwriter wrote. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All of the ground is sinking sand. Some people are, are looking to preachers. They're falling by the wayside. Some are looking to people on TV. They they, they 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 go up and then they fizzle out. They burn up, but God doesn't burn up. Hallelujah! You can go to the bank with Doctor Jesus. So we've got COVID. We got the Delta variant, Omicron now, monkeypox. Are you kidding me? Oh brother Peter, what are we got to do? You know, gas prices went from 250 to 350, 4, 450, in New York City it's almost $6. Let me tell you something. My god owns a cattle on a thousand hill. I'm not too happy with the gas prices just like you, but do you think me moaning and complaining and getting on my spiritual uh, or political bandwagon, listen, it's not Democrat, it's not Republican, it's not independent, revival doesn't begin at the White House, it begins at the church house. It begins with you and me vote if you've got a vote but when it's all said and done you've got to leave it and say god what happened The early church, when they were being thrown in prison, they were being persecuted. Do you think they moaned and groaned? They said, God, give us more boldness. Help us to testify more about you that we would not somehow go in our cave. But it's time to get out of our cave, out of our grave, out of our complacency, out of that funk, out of that despair, out of that depression. Because Jesus Christ is Lord. And guess what? Earth is not." Our home, heaven is my home. Hallelujah. So, what is what is what is the Lord saying to us today? I'm glad you asked that question. It is said, George Barna, who does a lot of write ups and analysis with churches and so on. It is said right now that on average, seventeen hundred protestant evangelical pastors are leaving the ministry every month in fact out of those 1700 38 percent to 40 percent are in ministry in the pulpit but really don't want to be there so if that's happening church with ministers what is happening with church members hello are you there so so what is what is the antidote for it's not a alone a physical virus, church. It's a spiritual virus that has been attacking not only the world, but it's also being, being uh, attacking our life, our thinking process, our values, and who we are and what we're about. And, Well, I'll go to church, maybe not go to church. I'll go online, maybe not go online. Do you do this? Do you wear a mask? Don't you wear And then We even have churches that are splitting over mask or no mask. Vaccine or no vaccine. Just what the enemy wants to do to try and conquer and divide. Let nothing of these things deter us from what God has called us to do. Are you with me, church, today? If you wanna wear a mask, wear it with honor. If you don't wanna wear a mask, don't, then that's okay. Just serve God anyway, let Jesus be the focus. Let's not persecute one another. Because the enemy, we know who is our enemy. And the person sitting next to you, not even in the notes today, God's saying something, the person next to you, we are not the enemy. The enemy is the devil himself tries to kill, to rob, and to destroy. But Jesus said, oh, not what Brother Peter said. Not what the Pentecostal denomination said. He said, said, I have overcome the world. I want to give you three antidotes today of how God wants to recalibrate your life. Now, writers have said that from the time Jesus rose from the dead to the time that 1 Corinthians was written was about 20 years. Remember the first day you met Jesus? Maybe at the altar, maybe in a crusade, maybe through radio, TV. A lot of uh, years ago, 40s and 50s, 60s, a lot of radio evangelists, radio ministries. That was that was the way to communicate the gospel. However, we found and met Jesus. I'm telling you, we were like a Christian on steroids. I'm telling you, we'd looked the devil buzzed breath right in his face. I mean, we would lay hands on people, would go to the nursing homes, would go to the hospitals. I mean, we would witness to, we we would witness to people that are already witnessed to, even preach to your dog, preach to your cat, get saved in the name of Jesus. I mean, we're really, we're really out there, right? But what happened was that now, through time, through erosion, through circumstances, through constant listen it's not a, a faucet that drips once a dripping faucet that will not stop dripping that is the story and so now what crept into the church is now people begin to question where is god where is jesus What is going on? I'm trying, sister, hold steady. I see all these little gadgets over here. They might have put a trap door. I see this new carpet, but I think maybe Pastor Rich put a trap door in, so I may have to go down here. So here we are, and then we get saved, and we love Jesus, and and then we get mature. Then we get discipled. Then we used to lift our hands full mass. Now it's half mass, quarter mass, mass. Now it's undermass. Now it's side mass. What are you doing that for? Who's this new person coming in? Come on, church. Let's be the church of Jesus Christ. He has called us to be. Let's not get self-conscious and worry about what other people are going to say. I want to I wanna hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, on that final day. And I don't want that vaccine. I, I, I need the vaccine because I don't want that spiritual virus to attack itself to my mind, to my heart, to my spirits. And so here's Paul the apostle, and he begins to challenge the church. And if you go back to chapter 15 and in verse 19, because they begin to question, this is not the world, this is not the devil, these are God's people and they even begin to question, well, Jesus came, we know that. He healed the sick, he raised the dead, he fed the 5000, he went to good good old uh uh, uh healed brother Bart 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 uh, uh, Bartimaeus, you know. And uh fed the 5000, raised up Lazarus. Oh God was blessing, but did he really raise from the dead? See how that it just begins to erode and and question. And in verse 19, this is what Paul the Apostle said, if in this life, we only have hope in Christ, we are most miserable men. In other words, if Jesus, you did all these things on planet earth, but you didn't rise from the dead, what's it all worth? It's worth nothing. And so of course, the word is Jesus rose from the dead. And he wants to arise in your life today with resurrection, new life. And when we're resurrected with Christ, the grave clothes have to come up. Something has to cut loose from our life so that we can run the race that is set before. Can I get an amen here today? I got to preach over here. This is, the, this is the Holy Ghost section I can see. Three antidotes. Three antidotes. So Paul says in verse 57, thanks be to God, gives us the victory and so on. And verse thirty. Verse 58, this is why he says, therefore, because Jesus rose from the dead, because we're going, this this corruption is gonna put on incorruption. This mortality is gonna put on immortality. We're going to leave this planet, whether it's COVID, whether it's natural uh, causes, however, guess what? We need to make sure that we're ready and we're gonna meet the Lord. But, the, but Paul the Apostle said, in the meantime, Three ways I wanna recalibrate your life. God wants to do it. Number one, what does he say to the church? Be steadfast. In the middle of all this pandemic, in the middle of people, can you imagine so sad that the former prime minister of Japan assassinated just the other day. And then the prime minister of England has to resign. Oh, everything is coming unglued except God's kingdom. The Bible says that in the last days, God has got a shake. And there's a shaking going on in the church. There's a shaking going on in the world. There's maybe a shaking going on in your marriage. Come on, let's allow the Lord to shake off all those attachments of the world, of the culture that we live in. And I'm going to be steadfast. You know what that word steadfast, brother, could you get a chair for me? Bring that chair up to the... To the platform Steadfast, we sing that song, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Thank you, my brother, right here. Thank you so much. Give it up for our pastor.n't he great? Awesome? I'm going to take him out on the streets. He, I told him I said, "You're a little short. Can you get a little taller and bigger, you know? The, the Greek, the Greek uh, word for steadfast, the analogy is that when, when we come into a room do we go to that chair in a restaurant or in your dining room or your house and you're on your hands and knees and say oh God I hope I hope when I sit in this chair I'm gonna I'm not gonna fall apart the legs aren't gonna come out I'm gonna I'm gonna hand, I'm gonna land on my blessed assurance are you kidding me When you go and you sit in that chair, you're sitting there with confidence because you know it's going to be able to secure you. And when you're steadfast, you're trusting in Jesus, you're serving God, you're saying, Lord, it's going to be okay. You're going to keep me in perfect peace because my mind is stayed upon you. I am steadfast. Lamentations 321, it's a steadfast love of the Lord that never ceases. Steady. Ever been on a ship or a boat, out maybe Narragansett Bay or whatever, or maybe in the uh, the Indian Ocean or some of those African nations, Atlantic, Pacific, Indian Ocean, others, and you go on a boat and it starts to rock. God allows those ways to come. But you hear the captain say, steady mate, steady, it's gonna be okay. Steadfast. We don't even use that word anymore. Are you steadfast today, the Lord would say. What does that mean? Take a chill pill, relax. My wife would say, chillax in the name of Jesus. It's gotta be okay. Uh, gas is up. The politics is dog eat dog. People on social media, even Christians, they're just having each other for lunch. Enough of that stuff. You know the greatest Facebook? Get your face in the book. This is God's Facebook. When you get this stuff in your mind, in your spirit, now the devil gets intimidated instead of he's on our case, now he's worried about you and me because we're in his face, we're in his grill, we're in in his camp we're in his stuff i'm gonna be steadfast god you're gonna bring me through in the name of jesus now i'm from massachusetts so coming here is sort of always like coming home i was a student at zion bible zion bridal institute actually we called it zion bridal because that's where i met my wife so it worked for me how about you there pastor lisa right and uh so I, I lived in Massachusetts, <clears throat> and uh, some friends of ours, this, this precious lady, Blanche, uh, she had a little cottage on Loon Pond. Now, Loon Pond in Massachusetts, on the other side of Loon Pond, was the Ted Williams camp, the baseball camp. Ted Williams used to be, he was one of the best red sox baseball players i can say that because i know i'm in red sox territory if i was in new york i couldn't even tell you this story because they'd probably you know vinnie and louie would take me out but <laughs> so my brother my father was a truck driver for a big pet supply distribution center and my older brother, I'm the youngest, the better looking one, and so it's myself and my two sisters and then my, old, my brother. And so he wanted my dad, he got some money together and saw, saw, you know, different people with different boats on the pond. So he wanted to get, it was called a Lincoln skate, very much like a, a sunfish or a sailfish. So he bought it and he took me out. Oh man, I mean we pulled he pulled the sail. I mean we were just we're just cutting. We're just cutting straight through. I mean you're going about ten miles an hour. I mean in a in a little it's probably about ten feet. It's very small. And uh, so he brings it into shore and I said, oh, Mike, this is awesome. And so my sister Phyllis is there. And and so he says, okay, I got to go. And he says, now Peter and Phyllis, whatever you do, do not, never take this boat out without me being there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right, dude. You know, when everybody says that and gets a little bit dramatic, you're just sowing the seed. That's a good idea, Mike. Thank you. Thank you. So he left. Next day, we went down to the pond and, hey, Phyllis, <laughs> he's gone to work. Come on, let's have fun. So we put on our light preservers and go out and and the wind whips up and, and, and we pulled the sail. But It wasn't happening like my brother. I mean, with my brother, we're just cutting straight through. It's like cutting paper, cutting right through glass. But with my sister and I, we'd go like I guess sort of. I mean, we're going around like this, sort of like a Pentecostal, you know, just going all around like this. And I said, Phyllis, this is this something. Houston, we have a problem. It's not working. So we finally come back to shore. In fact, we had to pull it most of the way back to shore. It was a waste. We had the wind, we had the water, we had the life preserver, we had the rudder, sail. Everything was working, except for we forgot. We're so smart. We forgot, you know we forgot to put in the centerboard and every sailboat has to have a center board. Bubba, when we put that center board back in, it was a oh, happy day. We were like cutting right through. I mean, we had a wonderful time. And church, I'm about to tell you today, you can have all the anointing you want, you can have all the Bible reading you want, you can have all the church services all you want, but unless we make Jesus the center of our life, we'll be jerked around here and there, tossed with every win but when we make Jesus the center he makes us steady do you know the greatest witness we think oh evangelism is an event it is not an event it's a lifestyle and so the greatest witness that you and I could be in the middle of this lingering pandemic when all hell continues to break loose, when people don't know what to do, when every five minutes you're just on your phone, who got shot today? Who resigned today? Who got killed today? What what basketball player went off the Richter scale? What preacher messed up? Church, when you and I are the body of Christ and we're standing in the middle of problems and circumstances, the world looks at us and they say, why aren't you rab- because Jesus has caused me to be steady and steadfast and stable in an unstable world. You want to lead your, 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 your unsaved husband to the Lord? You want to lead your unsaved wife to the Lord? Your unsaved kids or backslidden friends and so on? The greatest testimony. I'm going to be steady, Lord. You're going to help me. That's what Paul the Apostle said to the church. Don't let the culture dictate to you and to me who we are. Paul the apostle said, I know in whom I have believed. I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Can I get a witness in this house, church? Steadfast. But secondly, the Bible says not only steadfast, He says, I want you to go to another level. Oh, thank you, sister. I'm preaching in Brooklyn next Sunday. Can you be there? Pastor Maureen, get that Uber. We got to get her in. Come on, help the people of God. Be steadfast. Say it with me, steadfast. I'm going to be stable. How how does that happen? Only Jesus can do it. Number two, he says, not only be steadfast, be unmovable. What, is that, what, what does that mean? See, here I am with this confidence sitting in this chair. I have confidence that, that even though I've been eating a little Portuguese sweetbread and linguiça pizza, these old legs right here, I'm going to be okay. But then he says... I caused you to be unmovable. You know what that means? The Greek means to be like this pillar. In other words, the Greek analogy is being a pillar, being unmovable, it means that that pillar is uncapable of being moved or rattled. Uncapable. It's impossible. It's, a, it's, like, it's like you're looking at Mount Everest and the forces of, of, of nature are trying to move it. Are you kidding me? And, and here you are. You're a born-again Christian. And the Lord says, number one, I want you to be steadfast. I want to recalibrate your life. Be steadfast. We have people today going on social media they are a self-made prophet. I just, I just saw that the other day. All of this person graduated from, from Bible school. Now he calls himself a prophet. Are you kidding me? <laughs> then if he's a prophet, I'm the Pope. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> These are all distractions, church. All distractions. Yeah. we got to get our eyes back on Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number two, Unmovable in the middle of this COVID, God messed me up because we had this old truck. I don't want to get into it. I I think I told you the story before, but God gave us this truck and we've just been using it. Old FedEx truck, it's all a shell in the back. And we have these big Gatorade containers putting in hot dogs and hot soup and so on. I met this guy, Luigi. Don't you love that name? From Brooklyn, Luigi. I'm looking for Mario actually. So he says he wants to go out. He's a he's a Christian brother, went to Bible school, he's got a full time job. He wants to volunteer sometimes at night and weekends, take teams out. He's Italian, that's good. And uh, Pastor, Pastor Peter, this is awesome. I said, yeah, it's awesome. But I said, we really want to get this retrofitted. And well, we got to do it. We got to do it. I said, yeah, but they're saying it's going to cost $150,000. No, it's impossible. And we have the outreach of the South Bronx. He comes back. Uh, We got to pray about this. We got to go to another level. I said, exactly. We have to go. God is speaking. So the next morning without asking, I go on my computer and my inbox is about 50 food trucks already retrofitted from California. Brazil I don't know how they're going to get here but anyway all around the world and uh, long story um, you know we we went out we were going to get one and purchase one by faith but the equipment was old and we met this man locally near Nysum, Afghanistan man wonderful man Rashid we're witnessing to him pray for him his wife almost died we prayed she's alive in the middle of COVID and uh um He said, I will do it for the ministry. It should have cost us $75,000. He said, I could do it for Mm $55,000. Now, that's a wonderful thing when you have money. (laughs) We're in the middle of COVID. In the middle, in the height of COVID. I share with my staff, I said, This is what got my staff. Pray for my staff. They don't want to hear anymore. (laughs) I said, what can I say? I can't apologize. This is what God said. They said, pastor, don't you understand? People are not, un- they're not even working. The churches are closed. Businesses are closed. There's riots in New York. There's riots around the country. People are on unemployment. They're waiting for their stimulus check. Really? I said, yes, really. There is no shortage. There is no pandemic in God's economy or in heaven. There's no monkeypox. There's no smallpox. There's no chicken there's no delta variant there's no omicron variant there's no covid all that we have is there is a christ that he's praying for you and i that our faith would fail not i go to my board i said this is what the lord said he's they said peter we thank god but we have no money i said since when did nice move by money so I still have a job anyway, so moving right along. <laughs> I'll just come and just carry Pastor Rich's bag, you know? If you can believe God, we believe God with you. So I go to this church, and uh, we had all board approval except for one person. This was a Friday afternoon. So by faith, I called my graphic artist I said, let's put something together. So we put all, a picture of the food truck and all the different things that we needed, a 24-inch stove with an oven, a 36-inch griddle, a 600-cup coffee machine, a generator that costs $7,000, uh, LED lighting on the inside, the outside. Can't we believe God? A, a platform that folds down so you can preach the gospel and plug and go with electric guitars and preaching the gospel because we don't want to just feed people people's stomach. We want body and soul to lead them to Jesus. Amen. So we're praying. And they said, okay. So I went up, met the pastor at the restaurant. He said, what's happening at night? So I whipped out one of the flyers. He said, we're in. I said, my brother, I said, I'm under authority. I said, I have to wait for this one board member. So hopefully they'll get back to us by tonight. So about 1030 in the hotel room, I got the last vote. Hallelujah. I said, pastor, we're in. So we were having a great time. And the next morning I came to the church and set up a display just like I did here this morning. And I set it up and then I went to the coffee station. I'm getting some coffee and turn around. And all of a sudden, I I haven't preached. I haven't done nothing. I just set up the display. Haven't told anybody except the pastor. And all of a sudden, some woman is whipping out her checkbook and starting to write a check. Hello, are you there today? Be steadfast, unmovable. You know what unmovable means? You do not negotiate with the devil. How can you and I negotiate with the terrorists? Whatever God said, whether we're here or whether we're dead, what did Joseph say? He said, take my bones. I may not see it, but the word of God shall endure forever. Take my bones in the promised land, because it will happen. So we had the service. God met church of about 150 people. People came, rededicated at the end. Pastor shut the whole service down. He said, we're gonna take a special love offering for the food truck. A week later, he called me. That church blessed us with almost $7,000. Had even sent a letter out. Somebody, two people gave us five. Five and five is 10. 10 and 7 is 17. Come on, somebody math, amen. We're getting closer. The devil says you're not gonna be able to do it. It's pandemic. And then God gives me Psalm 46, verse 10. David said, be still and know that I am God. You gotta get in the mirror. You gotta get in the mirror, you and me. God's people, get in the mirror and begin to say to yourself, be still. And know that I am God. The more still we are, the more we know God comes and shows up. Yes. So the next Sunday, I go out to Pittsburgh, Assembly of God Church, a church like this wonderful church that supports us. And the pastor said, Would you come? And he said, You know, we have so many missionaries. I said, Yeah, I'll come, I'll, I'll minister. He said, well, You only got 10 minutes. <laughs> 10 minutes, just introduction. <laughs> Introduce myself. Uh, I said, Lord, we already have problems. <laughs> so set the whole thing up. I came and so on and people gave some gifts and so on. And then this man comes, I'm going to close in a minute. Then this man comes to the table and he, and he takes the, 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 the food truck flyer and he's sort of looking like this at me. And he's sort of like in another world. I said, my brother, everything Okay. Yes, yes, he says, uh, are you going to be here in a half hour? I said, yes, I'll be here in another half hour. How about in an hour? I said, well, I said, they got to take me to the restaurant, then I got to get to the Pittsburgh airport, fly home. I'm not really, I will be back, pastor, stay here. So I'm looking, looking, want to honor the brother. Half hour goes by, No, nobody, 45 minutes goes by, nobody, an hour. The pastor said, look, you got to get that, you got to get that flight, we got to leave. So we go eat, never saw the man, get on the plane, uh, came back Sunday night, we get in the car Monday morning, go to Harrisburg for the AG convention. We're there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm driving back and my uh, my staff texts me. They say, you know that brother that was standing in that church sort of looking a little bit dazed. I said, yes. Well, he just sent us a letter and just wanted to give a gift to you in the ministry for $25,000. Are you, hello, hello, church. Hello, are you there? In the height of the pandemic. Be steadfast. Say it with me. Be steadfast. Number two, be what? Unmovable. Unmovable. I I have a a friend, uh, a mutual friend of Pastor Maureen and I. Her name is Brenda Ribka. She's got red hair and she is a fireball. She's from Canada. And she said years ago, she said, you know, she went to the homeland, eh? And uh, you know how they talk about that, eh? And, uh, in the, uh, in uh, England, eh? And, and, and so she goes to, to, to Big Ben, wants to see Big Ben. And you know those soldiers that have the black trousers and, and, the, and the red jacket, and they have that puffy black hat and so on, the, the thing is like, whoa, you know? And so on, and, and, and she says, they just stand there. And she's over there, hello, hello. Can I, get, can I get a selfie? Hey, you know, hey, look at me, you know, hey, and so on. And that soldier is just standing there. And she's going like this. She's making all these, sticking out her tongue, going like this. Isn't that what the devil does to you and I? Why should we react? We're just going to stand like that pillar. Just look at those pillars right now. Everybody, start looking at those pillars. Looking at these pillars that's holding up this house. What is going to hold up your spiritual house, your spiritual life, your spiritual walk? Be steadfast, number two. Be unmovable, number three. What is the third one? Always abounding. Always engaged, always understanding what God wants me to do. I don't have all the details, but I know as Paul the Apostle said in Corinthians, he said, for that which I have received of the Lord, that also, it says, I delivered unto you. We need to find out what is God saying and then go with that. Could I have the worship team here come as we close? I hear the trap door coming now. I'm asking the Lord today to help us. Could we put that picture up here for a moment? Just have the worship team on the side. Do you have that with the, the tech, our tech friends? Th- th- this is a man who was out on the streets of New York City in the South Bronx. You can come on over here, sister, it's okay. I need some good backup music. And then we'll close. Is it okay? Pasquale, lock the door, please. <laughs> Haven't been here since 2020. I might not be here till 2040. But anyway, I'm, gonna give it, I'm giving it all I got. <laughs> so this is when we didn't have the food truck retrofitted. We think we've got to have all our ducks in a row before God can use us Do something with us. Commend Pastor Maureen in this church, still reaching out to hurting people. You don't have the big kitchen that you want, but you start. You start. You do something. How you going to finance it? How you going to do you think I know I'm not God? I'm not being arrogant or with an attitude, but you know what? I, I don't know. All I know is what God said. And you have, when you go with what God said, you're on a sure foundation. Oh, what does my, my prophet say? What does what, what my evangelist say? You know what? They're men of God. Men and women of God. You know what? We need God. Are you with me today? He'll use a man, he'll use a woman. But you know what? We have to have direct connection with Jesus. So we didn't have the food truck retrofitted, we're just going out by the grace of God. And so we open up the truck and this man, he didn't look like that. He just had a t-shirt on, this is in January. We had a nor'easter come in, it was like 30 below. I was freezing with my parka on, my, my, my winter coat. And he comes out with just a t-shirt, with pants, with sandals, no socks. And he comes out and he starts smashing, no gloves, smashing his fist against the brick wall, screaming and yelling. I saw this. I left the truck. I went to him. I said, my brother, how are you? It's going to be okay. Just going to be okay. Reached out my hand. I said, I'm Pastor Peter. He said, my name is Hector. I said, "Hector, Hector, come, come. Brought him to the food truck, got him some hot coffee and food, and got him to one of our leaders that was coming in from upstate New York. And why don't, Michael, why don't you talk to him and minister to him? And about 10 or 15 minutes later, the man has a blanket over him, Hector, and he's just standing there, sort of like a zombie, just like this. And I said, motion to Michael, what's happening? I don't know. So then Hector starts to walk over this direction, a little way from the truck, and then he just falls flat on his face with a blanket over him. And then all of a sudden, he starts to yell. And then he starts to scream, and then he starts to spit, and then he starts to slither like a snake. Well, you know what that is. That's the devil. That's a demon spirit. Oh demon. Had this Baptist group with me. They're like, oh. Never saw stuff like this. This is juicy. And so I got my leaders and I said, come on over. We're going to pray for this man, Hector. We laid hands on him. We cast out that demon spirit. Hold steady. Hold steady. And the more we declared Jesus, the more we declared the blood of Jesus, the more angry the demon spirit got. And I knew his name. I said, Hector, begin to call on God. And the demon manifested. And you know what the demon said? The demon said, my name is not Hector. I said, devil, we know who you are. Come out of him in the name of Jesus. Then the cops came, somebody, not our team, the shelter we were at called the cops. Within 30 seconds, they got the guy, put cuffs on him, threw him in. And I I said to the ambulance driver, I said, excuse me, this is not a physical issue. This is a spiritual issue. Two weeks later, he came back to the truck. He apologized. I said, it's okay, Hector. Jesus loves you. He has a plan. He has a purpose for your life. He made Jesus as his Savior. Look at the smile on his face, how God saved him, delivered him. Would you stand to your feet right now? I just feel today that there are people in this church, you've been going one day, another day, one month, two months, six months, one year, two year, now we're going into the third year of this pandemic. Even upticks here and there in other parts of the country. Masks on the plane, no mask on the plane. God, when is it going to end? I don't know when it's going to end. Jesus said, in the world you're going to have trouble, but have no fear. I've come, God's come. He's the great technician. He's come to recalibrate us today. Not only from all the stuff that we've been dealing with, but guess what, church? He wants to recalibrate you for service. This is the greatest hour of the church. The world is coming unhinged, unglued. This is the greatest hour that we have to reach the harvest for the gospel's sake. Are you with me today? There are people in this church saying God this is a word for me God recalibrate my life it's not a time to be inward it's a time to look upward so as we just sing this song I'm going to ask that you would come these altars will open why don't we just come for just a few minutes let the Holy Spirit come and minister come on come on why don't you just come right up? would you lead us in that song please Thank you, Lord. Thank and you, Jesus.
0: You
1: come on, what a song. And don't, be don't be afraid. afraid. Let the Lord recalibrate. Come on, church. The
0: in the morning,
1: troubles they don't last come on, away. come on. Close, close, close. Give if us room. Come on, church. God is moving by His Spirit. Come away. on, God is moving. God is moving. And if your heart is broken, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's Just moving. He's moving. Oh, come on, church. I can make, I can it. make it. I'm going to make it. I know that I can, can stand. stand. No matter what may come my come way. Come on, church. Come closer. Like come closer. Come closer. Come, come, come closer. With Jesus, I can take it. I can take it, Lord, because you're with me. I know I can stand. No matter what Thank you, Jesus. And don't you be afraid. Hallelujah, sister. Joy comes in, in the, the morning. morning. Troubles they don't last away. You, Jesus. But there's it's a friend. friend in Jesus. You have a friend in Jesus, sister. A friend. Away. A friend. A friend. And if your heart is broken, if your